Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of How to Live, the podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and happy 2020. Welcome back, you guys. This is going to be a big year for all of us. So excited that you have decided to keep tuning in in 2020. Oh my God, you guys. I feel like we have so much to catch up on. So we've just taken a complete and total holiday break for the last three weeks. So we're coming back completely rejuvenated rejuvenated and relaxed and delicious, but I feel like we should catch you up on what we've been doing for the last three weeks. I feel like we should too. So on Christmas day, I headed off to Byron Bay. I had a lovely week there, just chilling out, going to the beach, exploring. And then I did this incredible three day retreat. It was absolute heaven. It was all about vulnerability and building connections with people. It was so incredible. And I'm really excited to share some of my learnings here over the coming podcast episodes. And while I was doing that, Jess was on the other side of the world. Mm, I also left on Christmas Day, actually. I went to Sri Lanka. Elliot and I headed off for two full weeks there. It was absolutely incredible. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even think I was going to love it that much. We were actually going over for a wedding. I didn't know that much about Sri Lanka. It's never really been on my radar, but I just had the most unbelievable time. The place was amazing. The people are so warm and lovely. The food was delicious. We were like by the beach and then we're in the mountains. And also I was on my social media detox. So that was awesome because I literally had no idea what was going on in the world, which I absolutely loved. And I was meanwhile meant to be on the social media not detox. I was meant to be posting for us, which I completely failed at. And I spent about two days posting on stories. Can I tell you why I didn't keep posting? Tell us. Because I can't separate being addicted to social media with not. Like I can't, there, there is no halfway point. If I'm posting something, like the second I start posting, then anything I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I got to share this. Oh, I got to share this. And I get back into that crazy mindset mm. and I didn't like it. So I wanted to be on holidays. It is a bit of a crazy mindset. I re-downloaded Insta yesterday and I posted on there. I set myself a daily 10-minute timer on Instagram and I just thought that's a really manageable amount. I haven't even been on it today. Obviously, I feel like when you come from a detox place, then like I'm already in the rhythm of not using it. So I'm forgetting that it even exists. Yeah, it's so good to I break feel the like addiction. That's, yeah, that's great. That's great. I feel like it was positive. And just for good measure, after those two little holidays, we did have an extra little holiday in Hawaii for a week with our mother. We are feeling very, very lucky, very relaxed and rejuvenated. And we hope you had a fabulous time over the holidays as well. And we cannot wait to hear what you did. And we now have a place to hear what you did. Do we? We sure do. Where's the place? Well, we are very excited to announce that for 2020, we have just started our very own Facebook group. So we would love for you to come join us, swap ideas, share amazing insights. You know, this is just really a place to be real, like what we do on the podcast. But now we want to be having a two-way dialogue and we wanted to create a place where you could have input as well. So please go to Facebook and join How to Live the Podcast. Obviously, that is the name. It's not very hard to find. No. And this is something we toyed with for a while. We've been talking about starting a Facebook group for our podcast and we played with it and now we're doing it. And I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. And we are going to be announcing a secret event that we are having 
How Fun Are Secret Events? Very soon. Very soon. So make sure you go and you join the group and you will hear about this secret event on the Facebook group. We will see you there. So we're very excited to get back into work this week. It's all happening. We're all back in the office. Only for two days though, because of course we planned an event in Sydney this coming Thursday. So we're heading to Sydney on Wednesday. So this event, you are all invited to. You are. Please come on down to Two Choosy in Bondi this Thursday night. We're going to be there from 6 till 9 p.m. and we're going to be celebrating our Paired X How to Live eyewear collection and you can shop tubes. All the good stuff. It's going to be really fun. So I feel like this intro has already been long. Should we get into it? We should sure get into it. And also, by the way, we are here at our new time of Tuesday mornings, in case you didn't notice. Good morning. Good morning, Australia. You can find us Tuesday mornings. I'm guessing in America, that's probably sometime Monday morning. So it kind of works for everybody. Awesome. Everybody gets to start the week with a little bit of how to live. And today... We get to start off with someone unbelievable and we're really excited about this because our favorite show or one of our favorite shows, The Bold Type, is coming back this week and we have one of the stars of the show, OMG, we have Aisha D, the incredible Aussie actor. Oh my God. Can you imagine our reaction when we got told that we were going to get to sit down with the Aisha D being cat from the bold type? Oh my God. The shrieks were very, very loud that day. We had like basically everybody we know came to our office to come and meet Aisha. And she was just like the coolest. Like the second she rocked up, we were all like, it's Aisha D. And they were like, she's coming with her hair and makeup artist and her PR person. And then like she rocked up and she was like, Hey guys, like so chill. So warm and lovely. Yeah, and you'll hear we were just like instant BFFs. It was a lot of fun for us. And also I think it's hilarious that she's been living in LA for a bit. So she has this like mush of an Australian American accent. And we always get told we have like some sort of a hybrid American Australian accent. So get ready for a big mush of accents here. So today we talk about what inspired her to move to LA to be an actor. We chat finding confidence, being an adult and all of that good stuff. And of course, we get all the juicy details on the upcoming season of The Bold Type. The show is premiering around the globe this week. And if you're in Australia, you can catch it on Stan this Friday. You know we'll be watching in our office, people. We are so excited. Stick around till the end of the episode to hear what incredible, inspiring activists we have on the podcast next week. And until then, this is a really fun listen. So we will leave you guys to enjoy Aisha. Whenever anyone like notices me from the show, I always feel like I have to apologize for looking like a bogan. Like I have to just be like, oh, sorry, I don't, I don't look very fancy. Like, oh my God, totally. I mean, you know? I get recognized from this like once every six months <laughs> and I always look totally terrible. Yeah. And I just like feel really awkward yeah. about it. But I'm like. Mm. Yeah, it's usually like going for Froyo or like yeah. to the movies in trackies. So we like feel like we can understand you maybe like 0.05%. Well, no, I mean like it's fine. I'm not like – Luckily, I'm not like Justin Bieber. I don't know. Like, I, no one cares. But, but like, do you live in LA? Yeah, I do. So it must happen a little bit now. It does. Yeah. yeah. Where in LA do you live? I live like on the east side where all the hips Silver are. Lake. Oh, like Silver Lake. Like Los Feliz. Oh, oh we, we only in... know how to say that in an American accent, actually. Yeah. We always say Las Feliz because yeah. that's what our American friends say. And we're like, we don't know how to pronounce that in Australian. <laughs> you know, I lived there. I've lived there for a while and I still don't know how to pronounce it. I feel like. 
Las Feliz. It's just American. Las Feliz or like Las... Los Feliz is what Los I would Feliz. have said had I just read it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I think that's wrong though. Uh, I said that for a long time and then I think it's wrong. Mm, I don't know. It's a beautiful area though. We love LA. Oh, I love where I live. So with living in LA now, what do you kind of miss the most about Australia? Oh, there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously I miss the people here. I should probably say that first. <laughs> otherwise they'll get mad at me. We um, miss you too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I miss the people. I miss like being able to just like have a shorthand with someone. I was trying to tell someone recently about the Frank Beaumont from National Tiles ads. Oh, yeah. Ads? National they, Tiles. National Tiles. Frank Beaumont from National Tiles. And they didn't get it. They didn't think it was funny. They didn't get it. And I was, I had never felt so alone and like homesick <laughs> in my life. So I don't know. I miss stuff like that. I also just like the shit that my grandma makes. You know, mm. like truffles at Christmas time and Vovos are my favorite. What's a Vovo? You know, those like an biscuits. iced Vovo. Oh, an iced Vovo. That's yeah. what we call our dog, but I don't actually know what it is. It's like a pink ice. Yeah, biscuit. it's like pink and white yeah. icing. Oh, okay. Like kind of like a TikTok? TikTok biscuit? Sort of. Yeah, it's like an honest. TikToks. TikToks are the best. Miss Caramel those. koalas. Yes. Mostly it's just food and people. <laughs> <laughs> the those best are all the best things. things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We obviously grew up in Melbourne and we were chatting before and you did spend a bit of time in Melbourne, but you yeah. grew up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. What was that like? I don't think I realized growing up there how beautiful it was. Do you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. kind of... Oh, we take our beaches for granted exactly. for sure. Yeah. You go to the beach and you're like, oh, it's kind of a shit day, isn't it? And so you just like go back home. You don't even go in the water. And now I think about it, like I go to the beaches in California and they're beautiful and amazing, but the water is so cold mm. and it takes five minutes to just walk to the water to see it. Oh, really? Because for some reason there's a lot of sand. <laughs> and that's a weird thing to say. Um, I know what you mean though. Yeah. It's like the water is quite far out there. It's far out and it's really cold and it's just, I don't know, it's just not the same. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really like... It was a blessing to grow up there and then to live in Melbourne too or in the suburbs, but the city is so cool. Such a cool like art scene and music scene here. Yeah, Melbourne's really cool. We love it here. We get to travel a lot, but it is like a really cool kind of place to have your base. Yeah. When you were kind of growing up, did you feel like you fit in on the Gold Coast or were you a little bit different? I've always felt very Australian, like myself and my own soul and whatever, but I didn't really look around and see many people who looked like me. So it was definitely like an interesting perspective to have that. I, I didn't even realize I was experiencing something out of the ordinary because it wasn't like... It was the 90s, so we didn't have the internet. I didn't have chat rooms to talk to people about it, and there wasn't much representation on TV. So anything I could find was kind of usually like videos at the library, like literally VHS <laughs> videos of like <laughs> old movies from the 70s, like the black exploitation movies with Pam Greer and this movie called Cleopatra Jones that is one of my favorite movies, and old Josephine Baker movies. They were the things that I was like, oh, there's the people that look like me and kids on Sesame Street and whatever. But I guess I didn't realize that it was weird to like not see yourself, mm. you know, at school. I actually have this really kind of vivid memory of standing in a, a lunch line, you know, at the tuck shop. Mm -hmm. and a tuck shop. You yeah. are Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I was there in the lunch line and some girls from the high school had walked over to the primary school area, I think just to find me. It was about four of them 
And they all like pointed at me, came over and they all had their hands in my hair, just touching my hair and commenting on it and saying like, oh, it's wiry or it's softer than I thought or it's blah, blah, blah. And it's da, da, da. And they laughed and chatted about it. And then they just left and they'd never like introduced themselves to me or, or like, hi, can we touch your hair? It was just kind of like... Like you were this thing that they were coming to see. Yeah, kind of like a bit of a zoo animal type feel. And I I don't mean to like criticize whoever that was because that was like all they knew probably. And it it was probably a weird thing to see for them. You know, I think for some people it was like a tokenism kind of thing. But yeah, it was definitely kind of an interesting thing that I I didn't even realize I was dealing with at the time because I didn't have anyone to talk to about it either I Mm. couldn't be like hey these people I I didn't know what was going on because I was so young and it was just like like you said in the 90s like such a different time like Mm -hmm. now I feel like we have these like conversations so openly but then it just would have been like oh I'm I'm a bit alone in this yeah and it's really actually kind of special to be a part of that conversation I never really thought that that would happen but it is really cool well at that time you're right like Without the internet, without TV, without all of these things, you kind of like only knew what was right in front of you. Now we're like so much more open. Yeah, the world is so big. But at the time, it's just like what you see is in front of you only. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you only have three channels if if you're lucky. You know, you have a TV and whatever, and there's no Instagram to go and like find you know, your hashtag or like yeah. whatever, whatever people, you know, you, there's, it's easier to find a community now, I think. Yeah. yeah. So is that like something for you that when you were kind of like thinking about it, being an actress, were you kind of thinking about that? That like, I want to be able to like represent a different kind of person <laughs> yeah. for other people who might feel different? I guess. I think I just like, I really found like refuge and I found home in a lot of these movies and TV shows that I loved, you know, it was an escape for me out of what was actually going on in my real life. So I think knowing that and knowing how much it comforted me, it just made me feel like, oh, that's what I want to do with my life. I don't think I really was able to kind of put two and two together and Mm. like think, oh, I can influence people. Or or I didn't really think I would actually be successful. It was just like a thing that I would say. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like so often people, like you're just kind of like, eh, I'm going to go and do this. And like looking back, people are like, how did you know you were going to be so successful? You're like, I didn't. And I just kind of. I still feel like I'm a total bogan. Like I don't know if (laughs) successful is even the right (laughs) one. Oh, um. you are. We're here to tell you today that you are. But we can even feel that, like, in your energy. Like, you're so, like, cool and chilled and just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, you're fucking successful. Like, from the outside, it's like, oh, my God. Like, everyone's been so excited. Like, Aisha's coming. But you just come in here and you're just like, hey, guys, what's up? Totally. Just, like, give us a hug, like, right off the bat. Like, so super chill. I'm actually really excited to be back here. It's been, like, a really nice day to just be able to talk to people who, like, really understand what it it means to be from here you know Mm. yeah Yeah, it is I guess like being from here and kind of just like still living I guess it's something that we take for granted but it's like Mm. a nice reminder to hear you say that that I'm like oh yeah it is really cool that we're all like around here and understanding each other yeah so when you did kind of decide that you wanted to be an actress like how old were you what did that kind of look like for you I think I would just say it a lot because I was a pretty obnoxious kid (laughs) oh so you were young when you I was young yeah I actually And this sounds like a lie that I would tell, but it's actually the truth. I was watching Sesame Street as a kid and um, I loved Sesame Street because... Great show. It's a great show and it's so ahead of its time because you would see diversity and representation before they were like buzzwords. Mm -hmm. And you would see black business owners and Asian business owners and people of all different ages and races and colors. And it was just so 
empowering to watch like I don't know I feel like no matter who you are you watch Sesame Street and it fills you up a little bit totally you know? and even like Bert and Ernie were a couple right yes like, yeah. I feel like it was really fucking progressive for its time I mean we don't have totally. to, we don't want to say it yet it but they were yeah, yeah. yeah I thought it was so special and like I just loved the show so much and I have a distinct memory of asking my mom like where is Sesame Street because it was the first time I saw kids that looked like me I think, like, the first really intense memory I have of that. And she was like, well, you know, that's in New York, and, you know, they're actors. That's why they're on the show. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll move to New York and I'll be an actor. Like, it was just... Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That does sound like a fake story. <laughs> yeah, and then I would say it, and I got teased about it because... It's a ridiculous thing to say. Oh, but why? Like, I feel like anyone being ambitious, like whether it's a kid or an adult, like Mm. people laugh at your dreams. And it's like, why do we laugh at each other's dreams? Like, that's awesome. Like you had a dream, you knew what you wanted to do. Like we should celebrate that stuff, you know? I feel like it's because it brings out like the insecurities in us. Like, oh, I have a dream too. And like, why do you get to say yours out loud if I'm not like actively pursuing mine? You know, it's like hiding mine and like crying myself to sleep about it. So you should be too. You should be ashamed. a lot of luck involved too and just kind of being in the right place at the right time like Mm -hmm. most of us don't have especially when you have like an out there ambitious thing that you want to do with your life if you don't have maybe parents that are in the industry you want to try to break into or whatever it's easy for people to be like well how are you going to do that it makes sense Mm -hmm. that people would make fun of you so was your mom supportive of the dream like what were people around you kind of saying I think my mom my mom always really wanted me to be a musician so she was like you'll probably just play violin. Like, that's what she wanted me to do. And I did. I played violin for a long time, and I I loved it. And then I kind of pushed for the acting. I would go through the yellow pages and be like, I want you to take me (laughs) to this To the audition? (laughs) And then you did end up auditioning for a saddle club, right? And then you got that. Was that like, were you the happiest little thing on earth when you got that? Yeah. It's so crazy because it also just felt like I was in the right place, weirdly. Because I felt very at home kind of immediately. And that's actually a credit to the people who were in charge. They always made us, all of us kids, feel like really empowered being there. And I remember one producer in particular, this woman, Lynn, uh, she passed away, but she was kind of like my Jacqueline on the show. I okay. Guess. Good reference. She was a feminist, but she was a feminist before it was cool. Yeah. Mm. I didn't even realize she was a feminist at the time. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, she was incredible she Mm. literally told us girls on the first day of filming or not even we weren't even filming yet we're in pre-production learning how to ride horses (laughs) and she invited us into her office and she's like okay girls I just want you to know you know uh, any ideas you have you can come to me any concerns you can come to me just know that the door is open and she really empowered us and I was left that meeting and I was like oh okay all right literally 13 years old me and one of the other girls on the show, Marnie, we wrote a song together and we came back to her later that day and we were like, you should put this song in the show. And she did. <laughs> oh no my way. God. Yeah. That's she, amazing. <laughs> Would we know the song? <laughs> I, was it, it the theme? <laughs> it was, um, yes, it was Hello World. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hello World is a bop, by um, the way. It uh, still it's, slaps. It's a, it's a solid tune. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was some song that Marnie and I like sing in the show and... It was just really cute. That is so cool that she sounds like such a badass. And like, it's pretty amazing having 
people in power around Mm. us that are like that it's so important yeah I think I kind of took it for granted at the time Mm. but definitely looking back on it I'm like super grateful she also like I came to with a dream I was like I had a dream the other night I think I'd like to make it into an episode of the show and she like sat us down with the writers and we storyboarded the last episode of of our season is my dream no No way. way that's amazing isn't that crazy? That is so cool. But it's crazy that an obnoxious 13-year-old came to her and was like, I have some ideas for your show. Well, like, <laughs> or is it quite cool that she kind of like saw the value in you being 13 and was like, oh, well, age doesn't matter. Like her yeah. ideas are just as good as anyone else's. Like I feel yeah. like that's such a rare and awesome experience that you were able to have. Yeah, sometimes I, I wish I could get the confidence of that 13-year-old back again. Totally. I feel the exact same way. Right? Like there's nothing more confident than like an 11-year-old girl who hasn't had a dreams crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? And like a teenager who's like, yeah, yeah, I'm in love for the first time and nothing's going to go wrong. And you're yeah. like, are we'll you be sure? together forever. It will be beautiful. <laughs> um, well, you touched on confidence there. And I guess yeah. like for us kind of looking at acting, we're like, whoa, nothing more than acting takes so much confidence. Yeah, like mm. I remember I was always terrible at it as a kid because like to get up <laughs> in front of like even just five people like in a drama class, yeah. it really oh, like – Oh, terrifying. Yeah, so scary. I mean, I still am pretty terrified. Really? Most of the time. I think my job or I make it my job to just distract myself with other things, like the other people in the room and like, oh, what's happening over there? And just acknowledging it all kind of has become something that's just part of it now, mm. you know? Do you feel like you're a confident person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How did you kind of like find that from being like the 13 year old super confident and then I'm sure like some shit happened like it did to all of us when we were like growing up and weird stuff happens and we grow boobs and things like that. Get underarm hair. What's that about? I don't think I got boobs until I was like 22. I literally six months ago was like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) So Um, you're still dealing with that one now? (laughs) Yeah, I still feel like I'm going through puberty and I think it comes in ebbs and flows and I think... What's been really powerful has just been acknowledging the fact that like nothing is permanent and you can feel confident one day and in one moment you can feel really good and then in the next moment you can feel totally insecure and completely out of your depth and it's okay because mm. that's beautiful. That means if you're sad, you're not going to be sad forever. Mm. That's true. Well, and if I, you're anxious, you know, you're, you're going to change. You're going to evolve. And I think the key to that as well is just like learning not to beat ourselves up about it yeah. after we are insecure. Because I think that like, I don't mm. know, like I know I've definitely experienced that like where I'm like super confident one moment and then really insecure the next moment. And then I'm like, hey, why are you <laughs> acting like that? You're supposed <laughs> to be confident, remember? And then yeah. like that's the bad part about it. It's mm. not really feeling insecure. It's more like the way I make myself feel after that moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. I think just accepting everything and making it all kind of part of it and feeling insecurity I like to look at it now as like a way to maybe connect to someone else like maybe you're in the room with someone else who's feeling insecure and the fact that you felt that before means that you can connect to them and you can like lift them up maybe Oh, totally. Yeah. Being able to connect with people and share your insecurities. Like Mm -hmm. it's amazing how like 
I'm someone that just like bottles things up accidentally. Yeah. And like the second I say it to someone and someone will just like give me a little pep talk about it, I'm like, oh, why didn't I share that ages ago? You know, mm. like when it's inside, it feels like such a big deal. And when oh. you let it out, it just kind of like dissipates in the air. For mm. sure. Mm. So then why did you decide to make the move to the US in 2010, I think it was? Yeah. I had worked a little bit here. I'd done a couple of like kids shows in Melbourne and then... I had done this little like Disney Channel movie in New Zealand and some of the people on that set were like, maybe you should try coming to America because at the time it was, it, I was really struggling to just get auditions and I would maybe get like a few a year. And I would see my friends who were working much less than I was, but they were getting auditions every week. And uh, I remember kind of inquiring and being like, hey, I'd like to go out more. Like I'd like more opportunities. And people were like... It's just not there for you. Like, it's just not going to happen, basically. Why? Because they were looking for people who, like, were the typical Aussie blonde. Door. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, I think I think it's fine to look for a certain look because, you know, sometimes we're putting puzzle pieces together and that totally makes sense. But I think when it happens over and over again and it's a pattern, then, you know, I just felt like I needed to go somewhere else. Mm. Mm. And maybe there was only, like, one type of story being told here and that yeah. wasn't your story. Well, I think, like, the world over, um, people of colour have been seen as kind of the tokens, the best friend or the sidekick. And when you constantly see yourself as the sidekick, you think you're the sidekick, mm. even if you're actually, like, a full human who's centred in their own narrative. and Who can that. be the main part yeah. of her own story. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, whatever. It's a lot of work to be the main character. I'm, I'm happy to be a sidekick. <laughs> you only work yeah, no a couple days a week then. Oh, that, that reminds me of that movie <laughs> with Kate Winslet where she like has to learn to be like the leading lady of her own thing. Did it? It's such a good movie. We watch it all the time. The Holiday? The yes. Holiday. Yes. The holiday. Yeah. And she meets movie. like that old that man. That old dude who like, talks to her about gumption. Gumption. <laughs> and he's like, you're living the life of a sidekick, but you need to be a leading yes. lady. Like we all need to be the leading person yeah. and we all need to be seeing ourselves as a leading person out mm -hmm. there as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of, I just was like following my instinct, I guess. Mm. And like going with the flow. Was it scary <laughs> to like move from little Australia to like the big US and you know you hear about all these stories about people moving there and not making it and yeah I, I don't know I, I didn't really think about it I think now I look back on it being almost 10 years ago now because I've been there for a while and I'm like oh my god that was so crazy that I just did it and I didn't think about what could go wrong or anything like that I was just like I don't know I'll just I've got this meeting, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the best way yeah. to kind of like approach something. Because if we know and like we like overthink everything that could go wrong in a decision that we're making, it's yeah. going to stop us from making that decision. Rather mm -hmm. just like go forth and just fully like wholeheartedly go into that experience. Yeah. And then like shit happens, good stuff happens, and you just kind of figure it out along the way. Good stuff happens, bad stuff happens. Like it hasn't all just been like roses or anything like that, but... I just have been like learning and and luckily actually I feel very like grateful for the many shows that have been cancelled. Oh really? <laughs> Cause, yeah because I even feel like with the bold type I like I feel like I trip and fall sometimes or I make mistakes and I'm like oh, okay I could have done that differently and I think maybe I would go back and do that differently and it's I guess it's the same for life and whatever but to be able to just feel okay to just kind of like throw yourself off a cliff and just be like, I don't know, something will catch me. Like maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, you know, mm. but to know that it'll be okay. Yeah. You know? 
Which is such a good attitude to have because like that applies to everyone and everything in life. Like shows getting cancelled, you know, you get fired from a job or, you know, the business that you started doesn't like quite work out. We place so much in that and we feel so terrible in those moments. But Mm -hmm. like if you can have a big picture view and know that like you learn so much more in those tough moments Mm -hmm. than when everything is just like going your way. It's really empowering. Well, actually, I had a friend of mine a long time ago. He told me this thing. It's like sounds like it should be like sewn into a pillow or something like that. But he was saying that a lot of the time you you look forward and things kind of look like this is just an abyss of nothing. And I don't know where the next step is and I don't know what's happening and it just looks like darkness. But then you can always look behind you and be like, oh, well, that thing led to that which led to that and if that hadn't happened then I wouldn't have met that person who would have connected me to this and I learned that lesson it's easy to connect the dots when you look back so if you just look forward and know that the dots are there you just don't see them connected quite yet it's easier to just kind of like take the next step one thousand percent that's actually something that I was talking to you about the other day like I was saying how it's so funny like I feel like once we get older and then we look back on our life you're Mm -hmm. like oh there was such a plan for every like misstep good thing bad thing like it was as if someone or something like mapped the whole thing out so perfectly for you and when you're in it it doesn't feel that way at all and you're like there is no plan (laughs) and I don't know what's next but then you know that always in hindsight Mm. you'll be able to look back and see that and I just also find major comfort in that. Mm. Like even when I'm confused, I know there's something out there that isn't. Totally. And it's okay to feel completely crazed sometimes. Like I have days like that still. Yeah. Oh my God, I had a meltdown the other day. <laughs> I was something so stupid, you know. We got to talk to you about The Bold Type, yeah. our favorite show. So in the office here, we mentioned before. So usually we used to have younger Thursdays. And mm-hmm. then when we all fell in love with the bold type, that just quickly became the bold type. I, I want to say it. Thursdays as well that we used to watch it. Uh, is the bold type Thursdays or Fridays here? I feel like it's maybe Fridays. Well, we watch it with our team and we're all yeah. massive fans. And, and younger's only 22 minute episodes, but the bold type, you get like basically an hour. Oh, so. yeah, more bang for your buck. Yeah. 1,000%. And everyone in the office is happy about it. Yeah. It's less time working and more time watching TV. It's so cool because I feel like the workplace on the bold type is this kind of aspirational thing and it's something to like look up to in terms of like bosses and how they can conduct themselves in the workplace. So. Oh, totally. totally. Which is something that we're really big on is like yeah. running a workplace in a different way because like let's be honest, dudes created workplaces and what they yeah. should look like and we're like why should we just go on with without questioning it yeah so having like the bold type as a bit of a reference is really cool and like totally. we told you we have like our fashion closet <laughs> and also the way like they're really strong values in it they're always talking about issues that are really topical that is so cool mm-hmm. and it's cool to have that balance of like fun and just like it's like a really fun watch but it's mm. also it tackles meaningful. issues but like in a really like fun and palatable way so like it gets mm. you thinking like even for us I know like something we talked about extensively was like that gun episode where like Sutton had a gun and like Jane didn't feel comfortable with that. And it was such a clever way to approach it because for us being in Australia, like we're obviously, we hear about people having guns in America and we're like, who are those people that like that? But then to see someone like Sutton just be like, oh, I've grown up with it and it's really normal. Like they kind of tackle issues in this really great way where they show both sides, but then like still leave space for you to form your own opinion yeah I think it's weird because I think with the show we're not trying to ever like solve an issue we're just trying to talk about it Mm. 
or at least I hope that's where we're coming from. Yeah, that's or what at least that's like. where I'm coming from. I'm always just like, oh, let's like talk about it. So how do we feel about this, and what are the different ways that we can talk about it, and kind of open up the conversation? Especially because I feel like as a society, we're only just now coming around to the fact that we can be more open. One thousand percent. And like the first step is kind of having those conversations and just like figuring out what your own opinion is and then kind of moving forward with that. And I think it's cool that, yeah, it feels like a comfy place to do it. Like, you know, you're not really shutting anyone down. Yeah. So how did it feel for you when you kind of landed that role? Were you like, this is just going to be another show that I do for a little while? Or was it like, this is my big break. I'm oh, doing it. No. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that's not. No. I'm a total pessimist. <laughs> when, I mean, not with everything. I guess I'm just a, I'm a realist. And honestly, I feel like I did kind of underestimate the show in terms of like what it was going to be. I was very skeptical when the show was pitched to me, they were like, it's three girls in New York and it's going to be a, a feminist show about girls who work at a magazine. And I was like, okay, next, like, we've done it. You know, it's not, this city. is not like, yeah, this is not revolutionary. This is like something that's been done. And they were like, just read it. And I was like, I'm not going to read it. Goodbye, hang up. Like, I really, really didn't even want to give it a chance. And I'm so glad that I did because it really surprised me. And I think that that also kind of happened for a lot of people watching it too. They kind of felt a little bit caught off guard by the fact that it was kind of new and it did feel fresh and different Mm. and the characters didn't feel one-dimensional at all they really feel like fully realized people and and part of that is you know wonderful creators and producing team and also the fact that they kind of empowered us girls to really have input and like bring in our own ideas and make them like a fully rounded person that's so cool so do you feel like you and Kat are kind of similar people or are you really different to her um I think we're similar I think I try to find at least a part of myself in any character that I play always just kind of isolate some part of my personality and live just in that for a while but yeah, no, I, I think I've, I've always been a kind of um, impulsive, I guess is the word, passionate. <laughs> I seem to like just kind of say things and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely identify with her in that way. And just the fact that she's so passionate and more than confidence, I think it's, it's passion. It's mm. just kind of being like, this is what I believe and I have to say it and I have to do something about this, you know. I don't dress like Kat. I don't. I, I dress in the same thing every day. <laughs> you do? Oh, yeah. No, uh, well, we can't all have like a wardrobe stylist every single day. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just too lazy. I was saying earlier, like I'm more of a bogan now than <laughs> when I left here. <laughs> like I'm still <laughs> dressed in my like. Well, it's a lot of work to have to like get hair and makeup every day. So then like I imagine when you're like in your real life, you're just like, I just want to be chill and normal. Yeah. If I get the chance, I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. The thing that I think we really love about Kat is that she really does kind of stand up for what she believes in. And like that's what we find so, so cool about her. Like she really lives by her values. Are there things that you feel like you're really passionate about? Do they align with cats? Are they different to her? Yeah. I mean, there's always things that I find I can identify with in terms of cat. Like, oh, yeah, we're similar in this way or we're different in this other way. But I definitely feel like her confidence and the fact that she was so unapologetic about the things that she believes in, it was inspiring to me as well. People come up to me and they say, you know, cat inspired me to... 
I don't know, tell someone I love them or come out to my family or do something brave, you know, and I feel the same way, you know, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, playing cat inspired me to like do things that were scary to me before. So yeah, I definitely feel like kind of both things are happening where cats kind of influencing me to be a bit more confident and like do things that were maybe a little scary to me in the past. Like the music thing has always been something that I, I was always kind of shy about it because my parents are musicians and I never wanted to share my music. And then just in the last couple of years, I gradually I'm like, okay, I'm going to like show my friend this song that I wrote and like see if they like it. And gradually I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to show my manager. And my manager was like, this is great. And like eventually I'll get to the point where I can like release it. Well, now you post on Instagram. We were listening to a, a Lizzo <laughs> cover that you did before. It was really oh, good. Yes. <laughs> that Lizzo song has been around for years. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo. Yeah. I've been like, totally. listening to Lizzo since 2015. Really? Uh, you well, made like that since her mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's my claim to fame. Yeah, totally. it's my Insta bio. Kat is so just like bold. She just goes for it. And I feel like we're all a little bit inspired by her. And yeah. she's also bisexual on the show. And you mentioned that like people have said, you know, like, oh, I, I felt inspired to come out. Yeah. And like, you know, it is a really cool to have a story of that on TV of somebody who's coming out when they're not a teenager, when they're in yeah. their 20s. Because, you know, it is so common and it's just something that's still not talked about enough in our society. We talk about growing up like it's this thing that's done when you're 18. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 26 and I still feel like I fuck up every other week mm-hmm. and I have to apologize for something and be like, you know what? I was young. It was last week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, I love that we get to see not only Kat, but like all of the characters on the show constantly like making mistakes and maybe learning from them and maybe making the mistake again and maybe doing something different like because that's life Mm. you know I feel like when we were younger we all thought like oh when I'm an adult this and then like you become an adult and you never quite feel like (laughs) an adult and we're all just like trying to figure it out still and pretending like we know what we're doing and like we've got our shit together no no I think I have like a hundred unread emails right now and I'm just (laughs) like I I look at like my 45 unread text messages like it's gonna be okay You'll get to it. One day. You'll call those people back. <laughs> There's this meme yes. I really love that like I posted on Instagram a while ago and it's like being an adult is just writing back and forth emails saying sorry for the delayed response <laughs> until one of you dies. <laughs> and it's, it's also just so saying like, accurate. next week I'll be less busy than this week. And then every week is insane. Yeah. yeah. One thing we did want to chat to you about is cat shoes. Cause you know, we have a shoe label yeah. and like we love the cat likes to rock the sneakers. Mm. And so here's the thing for us. We feel like heels Heels are anti-feminist. Like, they just are. Like, they were They were built for us to be miserable. Exactly. I'm like, you should be comfortable in your shoes. This is what we've built a whole shoe label around this is that, like, we should be comfortable. But we feel like Kat really gets that. Yes. and uh, But that was, like, me being lazy. That's where that character thing came from. (laughs) I went into my first fitting and I was like, here's my thing is I feel like if Kat is confident, I should be able to walk really fast and I should be able to, like, stomp. And... I think some girls can stomp in heels. Like, I don't know if you've seen Katie stomp in heels in the show. She's incredible at it. I can't do it. I got weak ankles. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't do it. So it was me just being lazy, to be honest. I think, like, out of doing the show, I've definitely... Because occasionally I'll wear heels in the show. 
And I'm finally at a place now where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can, like, see how this would make someone feel confident and powerful. It does do something for you. But, yeah, no, I, I don't want to do it every day. I'm going to – and sneakers today. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to do it ever. Like, recently I had my best friend's wedding and I was a bridesmaid and I had to wear heels. Lasted probably about 15 minutes. Complained the whole time. Like, I was awful to be I around. Recently like, I'm so sorry, wedding. everybody. <laughs> I bought a bag with my sneakers in the bag because I was like, so uh, she was like, can you wear blue? You bring my something blue? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, I'm going to wear sneakers. And she was like, mm, it's black tie. And I was like, okay, all right. I'll wear heels. Fine. And so I bought a little tote bag with my sneakers in them. And literally right after all the photos were done, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. same, putting my same, sneakers. Same, same. Everyone was so jealous. Mm. Yeah, oh. totally. Everyone just wants to be you. It's oh, like, yeah. why didn't you guys think ahead? Yeah. I know. And like people are self-conscious to like wear sneakers to a wedding or like, you know, I'll always be in tubes. But then everyone comes up to me at the wedding and is mm. like, you're so clever. I should have done that. Yeah. Because yeah, then you can really dance, you know. Mm. Totally. So is that Katie's wedding from the show? Yeah, she so just that- got married. Oh, That's oh something God. that we wanted to kind of ask you about because obviously when you watch a show, you just dream that the characters in real <laughs> life would also be best friends. And then we started following you guys on Insta and we were very excited to see that it does seem like you guys are really that close. Yeah. So was that just like love at first sight for you three or like did it take a while to warm up? What's it did the dynamic? F- it felt like we just kind of like fit together. And it's not that we're similar because we're not. We're all so different. But I, I think the things that make us different, we kind of balance each other out in this weird way, you know? It does feel a little weird being here without them today. I have to be completely honest. Like, oh, well, they would have been very welcome to come along as well. Well, no, I mean, they're over on the other side of the world, like, hi, guys. Um, yeah, I, uh, I really love them. And they've been a big part of the experience of being on the show. And I feel like we've all kind of pushed each other to grow. And we're not just like... I guess some friends you have and they're kind of, you keep them at a distance. And, you know, it's always positive and good times and whatever. But when you're with someone for literally 16 hours, you can't fake it anymore. You kind of just have to be yourself. And I think that at that point, you know, it's been years now. They're like my sisters and we can all tell each other exactly how we feel. And that openness and honesty in a friendship is really important. We sat down and we had a conversation right at the beginning. We were like, if we're going to get through this, we kind of just have to be real with one another and just be ourselves and embrace the things that make us different and the things that make us similar. You know, if Katie were here right now, she would be whispering in my ear, you're beautiful. Mm. The thing she does, she knows it irritates me so much, (laughs) but I also like love it. (laughs) (laughs) And no one makes me laugh like Megan. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes us so happy. And like, so awesome that you are such genuine friends and you said there like you push each other to grow which like we all need friends like that around us because you know sometimes you kind of outgrow people a little bit and you can feel like you know your friends don't necessarily want the best for you but if you can surround yourselves with those people that's when you're going to thrive so it's really awesome that you found that in people that you're spending so much time with and I think also like that typical bullshit that people just put on like female relationships being like this like really bitchy dynamic is so gross and it's awesome when we just like defy that you know like recently I went on this retreat with 10 girls and in the beginning people were like oh my god you're gonna be like with 10 girls like it's gonna be quite bitchy and I was like is it ah like that feels gross and then within like two days we were all like talking about periods and sex and like we were just like best friends and like I think there's nothing more powerful than like when you can form 
those connections with people. Yeah, no, I was recently, I said to the writers, I was like, how come none of the girls ever get their periods on the show? Yeah. So true. I sometimes will improvise I'm PMSing and they always cut it out. But now I'm like, <laughs> one of them will get in there. <laughs> if I say it enough times, you know. Yeah, I would love an episode where all of the girls get their period the same morning. Yeah, oh, that yeah. would be great. So, like, is it, like, quite collaborative like that? Like, can you raise yeah. things, like how you're saying on the Saddle Club? Like, is the bold type similar to that? And you're like, I'm saying this. I want to tackle this issue. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a really collaborative process. I remember in season two, we did the, the episode where we, like, photographed our birthmarks and scars and stuff. That was my idea. Oh! Yeah, I told them I really wanted to show, like, my birthmark and my stretch marks on the show. And they were like, okay, we'll figure out a way to kind of get it in there and... And they've been really great about like definitely coordinating their vision with our ideas and things. But honestly, I don't get to make all the decisions because if I had it my way, it would just be like Kat and Adina lay on a beach someplace and they just hang out and they're happy and they're in love and nothing ever goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a spoiler alert? Literally, they will never let us be happy because... That's not good TV, unfortunately, yeah. and that's Sounds why. Like a nice life, but not necessarily a nice episode. <laughs> I feel like the fans would like that, though. Like, exactly, come on. that's that what I amazing. want. Yeah, I just so, want them to get married. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us any spoilers? Things are definitely going to get like shaken up in season four. Lots of change that goes for the workplace. The magazine is definitely going to be changing and evolving. If anyone's seen the trailer, there are some spoilers in the trailer. Unfortunately, um, we have. Yeah. <laughs> Auntie Jackie is having a hard time. Yeah. The board is really being some little bitches. I know. Yeah. Such um, bullshit. She's so fucking fantastic. She's the best thing that ever happened to that magazine. Exactly. And she's so progressive. It's tragic. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to see some things that the magazine are going to start to change. In the first episode back, the girls are kind of maybe going to get into... A little bit of like an adventure where they maybe do some stuff that's a bit illegal, mm. but all in the name of like keeping the soul of the magazine alive. I like it. The seed is planted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's fun. It's a fun adventure for the girls to go on, and I think it feels right for the show. Amazing. Okay. Well, we can't wait to watch this week. This has been so cool and so fun. Thanks. I feel like we spend the whole day together. I know. <laughs> We're all friends. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. From like <laughs> four hours ago. So we wrap up every episode with some quick fires. Okay. What <laughs> is your favorite TV show? Other than The Bold Type, obviously. <laughs> I'll take that one off the table. Um, right now, Succession. Oh, oh, our mom's watching that. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think our mom's watching that because every time I get in, we're like sharing an account. Yeah. I just started it. Yeah, it's supposed to be excellent. Yeah. Okay, we'll watch. What has been your biggest fangirl moment? I was in the same building as Pam Greer once. I never met her, but someone told me she was in the building and I was like... <gasps> <laughs> Wait, who is Pam Greer? Back in the day, she was like a black exploitation movie star. She's in this movie, uh, Jackie Brown. She's incredible. You should look her up. I used okay. to get her movies from the library. She's... Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. We'll look her up. What does your ideal day off look like? Ooh, uh, playing records at home in my apartment in LA. I have a great sound system. I play this record by a band called Witch. It's an acronym. We intend to cause havoc. Mm, yeah. I, like I just lay Good on the answer. floor and <laughs> listen to records. <laughs> so we were talking about your music before and we wanted mm. to ask you, would you ever release an album? I think I'm going to release like 
an EP like next month. No oh. way. If I don't get if I don't get folks. if I don't get gun shy and be like, nope, at the last no, minute. That's I've done so it before. Cool. <laughs> no, you go for it. We'll be waiting. Now you've told people about it. So I know. We'll hold now you to I'm it. Like I shouldn't talk about it <laughs> if I'm not gonna do it. Maybe. Oh, know. amazing. Okay, cool. What is your favorite thing about being on the ball type? My new friends. Katie That's and Reagan. So nice. It's the only way I know how to make friends. <laughs> Go from them. show to show, like, I'll take you. <laughs> it's like, I feel like co-stars like, often end up dating in real life because it's like, well, this is an easy way to meet someone, I guess. I am trying to steal uh, Katie from her husband, so I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice to sit down and chat today. Thank, thank you. you. We can't wait to watch the season. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, that was such a fun listen. We were just instant BFFs with Aisha, as I'm sure you could tell, but oh my goodness, her energy is just absolutely amazing. So warm, so lovely, so down to earth. And if you haven't heard already, she has just come out with her very first EP. Aisha is actually a super talented singer, so definitely go and check that out. So next week on the podcast, we have ooh, we have consumer advocate and environmental activist, the Erin Brockovich. Oh my goodness, we were so lucky to get to sit down with Erin when she was in Australia late last year. Here is a little snippet. You can have a flaw, but here's the beauty of it. If you don't like something about yourself, change it. That's the power of choice. You can choose to perceive yourself a different way. You can choose to, hey, I'll go back to school or maybe I'll try this. But I mean, think about if you have a piece of property and the appraisal comes in low. What do you do? You go in and you remodel a little, right? A bathroom, you know, maybe change the pool around, take the carpet out, put in a hardware floor. You know, the value starts to go up. You can do the same thing with yourself. So don't be afraid if there's something about yourself that you don't feel good about. Go change it. Do something different. That's on the podcast next week. Until then, hopefully we'll see you this Thursday at To Choosy if you're in Sydney. Otherwise, I guess we'll see you on Insta. And we'll see you in the Facebook group. Oh, totally. So if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Come, give us five stars and come and join the Facebook group and talk to us about Aisha. Oh, and let us know what you think of this week's Bolt Type episode. Yeah. See ya.